Before we get started, we'd love to thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. You can find us on whatever platform you listen to. We're on Apple, Google Play, Spotify. Stitcher. Yep, we are everywhere. So please find us, uh, subscribe, and then if you have an extra minute, uh, rate and review us. That helps other people find our show. We appreciate you. Thank you for hitting play. Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And I started watching a show that everybody has been obsessed with. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, we started watching it a couple months ago, and we weren't so obsessed with it, so we dropped it. But now it's in the headlines. That would so. be a case of we were wrong. <laughs> last last week we were right about a lot of things. La- this this particular thing we were wrong about. So the show Selling Sunset on Netflix is a real estate show, but it's more than is just it? <laughs> it sells itself is as it? a real estate show, um but it's way less real estatey than like million dollar listing um or, you know, house hunters. Uh, right, that's not the primary show focus about, of the show at all. Yeah, it's mainly a show about drama in an L.A. real estate brokerage office um, and the women who work there and the, the two owners, the, the owners um, in the Oppenheim Group is the name of the brokerage. And so I thought I would give Selling Sunset another try because we watched the pilot and we talked about it on a previous episode of House Party. We were kind of like, this is super catty super fake um yeah, it seemed very uh scripted and produced yes and it's not that we didn't I mean I think we all noticed that real estate wasn't its focal point and I don't know that we expected it necessarily to be and that's not why we didn't care for it it just felt it felt so inauthentic the the, yes. the, the drama felt extremely manufactured and so I'm sorry to say that I've watched episodes two and part of three and the drama still seems to be manufactured. And that was for season one though. So for season one. Right. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't. So they're on their third season and I feel like I have to give seasons two and three a try as well until I fully make my opinion because for some reason, pe- this season, people have just been going gaga over it online. Um, and so maybe season yeah. three is different. Maybe there's like some storylines that actually feel real. I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of inter- behind the scenes drama um, having to do with one of the women on the show, Chriselle Staus. She was married to Justin Hartley of This Is Us fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have had a very public divorce going on and so I think a lot of people have been very interested to see how that plays out on the show and I gather Mm -hmm. in season three that recently aired um, she kind of gets into it a little bit so there's a lot of that kind of emotional behind the scenes drama I think that has been attracting people to to watch the like the the voyeuristic thing Um, and then most recently this week, Chrissy Teigen threw some major shade at these women who work for the Oppenheim Group mm-hmm. and basically cast a doubt on whether they're actually real estate agents. <laughs> She's like, 
All right. I see right through all of you. Um, <laughs> she, in a couple tweets, she essentially claimed that she has she says she's been asking around town you know have you heard of these (laughs) ladies and she says i mean the tegans recently bought a house like they have a large real estate portfolio in los angeles and she claims that she's a huge real estate head looks at listings and she's never seen any of their names listed on any of the listings in hollywood so she kind of called them out on twitter and was like what's up like are you actors or are you real agents yeah, and I guess they did not take kindly to that. They fired back, they being the Oppenheim group. Um, well, so Jason Oppenheim, who's one of the founders of Oppenheim Group, put out a statement on Wednesday. Wednesday, what would that be? Like August 20-something? Um, a few days ago. Yeah, We're recording this on yeah. August 28th. But he did say that Mary, Heather, Maya, and Christine were licensed and successful real estate agents at the Oppenheim Group many years prior to filming our show. And then he goes on to talk about the other ladies who are on the show and talk about their credentials and how they've been selling real estate and whatever. Um, so I decided to go into the little MLS that we have access to and see if any of these cast members have active listings right now um i saw that chriselle has one in studio city um okay jason oppenheim has a bunch um i saw that mary fitzgerald has a couple so it looks like i i wouldn't say and we talked about this earlier i wouldn't say that real estate is their primary hustle like for a lot of real estate agents you're like this is how I make my money um it seems that they they probably all have their licenses um and they probably all have been connected to the Oppenheim group in some way shape or form they the show might be playing up a little bit like how much of a hustle real estate is for them though that that's kind of the conclusion that I drew from it yeah I mean my guess is that their money is mostly coming from a now the show mm-hmm. and b the other kind of instagram or side ventures they have um heather ray young who's also on the show and is engaged to tara galmusa mm-hmm. um doesn't she have like a side like an interior design side venture or something i don't know <laughs> i don't know i guess i don't know enough about her but i i think you're i think you're absolutely correct i don't think that this is any of these women's 100% primary hustle. Yeah. Well, Chriselle was an actress first, right? Chriselle was a soap actress. Yeah. yeah. And so, and Heather, I wouldn't be surprised if she and Tarek tried to get their own show too. Like how, you know, how and Tarek Christina and did. Christina had their own show. So totally. I don't know. I, I mean, good for Chrissy Teigen. She doesn't hold back on Twitter. So I think it's no, hilarious she. that she was like, all right, guys, like, I think it's funny that she decided to pick a fight with them <laughs> or not even pick a fight, but just like call them out and be like, uh, eh, I see. She did kind of pick a fight. I mean, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here for it, but she did kind of unnecessarily pick a fight. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of funny to hear their reactions. So yeah, I mean, this show seems to have taken the internet by storm and people seem to be really into it. So I am wondering if season one was just, a dud and I am curious I know you and I have talked about it. I'm curious to maybe watch a few episodes from season two and season three yeah I really um, think I do see need if to maybe give, it gets better give it a chance and like 
I do find that these reality shows are always so much better when your real life drama gets like entangled in the storylines of the show. I mean, right. Housewives is a classic franchise where, you know, when 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 they go to jail, when they have legal trouble, when they have financial trouble, it gets woven into the show and it's just it makes for really good TV. So it's just perfect trash TV. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Let's uh Let's agree, you and I will be in agreement to give it a shot on some other seasons and see what we think. How about okay. that? Okay. I'll watch season three this weekend. I'm, I'm down okay. for that. And we'll circle back and uh, and see what happens. Let's circle back. Let's pencil in. Let's let's put a pin in it. <laughs> it's, it's some low-hanging fruit that we can uh, tackle for best, best uh, synergies. It'll give us some good ROI for sure. <laughs> So we've talked on the podcast recently about J-Lo and A-Rod's attempt to hastily unload their beach house in Malibu. In the middle of all of this, they reportedly are in the process of buying a $40 million waterfront property <laughs> on the other side of the country uh, in Miami Beach, uh, on celebrity enclave known as Star Island. I stupidly thought, maybe stupidly, I'm not sure, that Star Island was called that because you have to be a star to live there. Um, (laughs) It got me wondering a lot more about this place. So we decided to bring on uh, Claudine Zapp to the podcast. She is one of our writers, and she covers celebrity and unique home news for us. Uh, Claudine, you are very familiar with Star Island. Can you tell us a little bit about this place? So Star Island is, it's not just for stars, but it is aptly named because a lot of celebrities do inhabit there uh, or have lived there in the past. Um, it is um, it is part of Miami Beach. It's actually um, uh, public. It's not, it's not a private island. Um, in other words, if you wanted to go check it out, you could go drive up there on the one road leading to the guard gated, um, uh, area and they would let you in, but, uh, there are cameras everywhere. So you have to behave yourself, but, um, <laughs> no, no TPing Gloria Stefan's house, no egging the house, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was actually, it's an artificial Island off of Miami beach. It's, um, was built by the army Corps of engineers in the twenties for this guy mm-hmm. named Carl Fisher. And he, um, was basically a founder of Miami Beach and um, had bought a bunch of land and paid the Army Corps of Engineers to dredge it and create this little spit of land that's 86 acres. And yeah, a lot of really famous people live there and also really rich people. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be just a celebrity to live there. You can you can no. also just be an anonymous, really wealthy person. Yep, and and there are there are. So is the draw for like really wealthy people and celebrities just the fact that there's like huge, beautiful properties there, and it's in Miami Beach, which is like right. perfect weather. Uh, yeah, that's definitely the draw. Um, there, uh, it's also it is incredibly exclusive. I mean, we're talking. Fewer than three dozen homes. Oh, um, oh, wow. Each one is about um, an acre apart. So you've got room. They're all waterfront. They all mm-hmm. have um, 
beautiful views of the Biscayne Bay and Miami. And, um, you know, it's very private. It's very secluded. And it's also very convenient because it's uh, minutes uh, away from South Beach restaurants and downtown Miami Beach and also the airport. And who else lives there? So we've got we now have A-Rod and J-Lo. We've talked before in the podcast about Gloria's stuff on. Uh, what are some other big names who are there? So um, they're sort of past and present names. So Sean Combs um, still has a house there. Is he still P. Diddy or what does he know? Oh, I believe believe he's Diddy. Choose one. Choose one. (laughs) I think he's Diddy at this point. So Natalie, you were saying earlier too, you found others who've lived there. I believe you said Rosie O'Donnell. Mm -hmm. um, Shaquille Mm O'Neal. Yeah. Um, Yep. And there's definitely been a lot of rumors about people who have lived there on and off, but Shaquille O'Neal and Rosie O'Donnell, Sean Combs definitely have or had homes there. I have to say Star Island's very hot right now because um, the only property that's still available is this other property owned by Gloria and Emilio Estefan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It was purchased apparently for Emilio's um, mother uh, years ago. And after she passed, um, they rented it and then they finally put it on the market. And it's been up for grabs for years. And you can own it if you want it for $28 million. <laughs> okay, Jesus. cool. I'll just, let me just call my lender and I'll yeah, get right there on that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, everything else, um, in fact, the house that JLo and A-Rod um, reportedly bought is is now showing as sold for $32.5 million. Wow. So, um. Yeah. So we don't know, do we know, so is 40 million the final purchase price or that's just what we're guessing? Probably the list price. That was the list price. Exactly. That was the list price. And in fact, that was the list price in April and it was our most expensive listing in the United States on Realtor.com in that month, um, that week. Yeah. Is there any speculation from agents there or anybody in your circles, Claudine, who, um, might be able to say why they decided to buy there and and um, put down, I guess, some roots. So I heard from one agent that um, Rodriguez had actually looked at a property on Star Island uh, five or six years ago. That was his listing on Star Island. So I have the sense that he um, had maybe been wanting to buy there, but maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't quite ready to put down that kind of capital. Um, mm. But maybe with the double star <laughs> power, spending power. The double income. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they were ready to make the plunge. Um, I also talked to another agent who really suggested that people um, in the luxury market have really been rethinking real estate during the pandemic and um, having sort of some place that you can spread out, that's set apart, um, that has some really nice outdoor features to it. Uh, you know, they have kids. They ha- there's now there's a huge beautiful pool on this property. You could have a boat. Um, that maybe that is something that 
feels a little bit more like a serious asset. Maybe like for A-Rod, it's, it's always been his dream to live there. But with so few properties, you kind of have to find the right one. And, and who knows when they're going to go on the market. So then it seems like he, he and J-Lo found one that they really like. And they figured we need to take the plunge. We need to do it. Very possible. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there's really, it's a good thing they did because this one, the one that they, they, they reportedly bought, um, it's, it was recently renovated, um, by the, 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 the seller. Uh, and so it's a little more modern, um, a lot of the other ones do have more of a Mediterranean sort of look. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted something a little more contemporary, this was definitely the place to jump on, I think. Mm-hmm. It looks like Naomi Campbell lived there too at one point. Okay, well, I mean, there's, so, there's quite a pedigree. Or do you know about Naomi Campbell living the, there? Uh, okay, so what I, w- what I know is that um, Shaquille O'Neal sold his former home about 10 years ago to this Russian guy named Vladislav Doranin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I'm pronouncing that right. And he, for a few years, was Naomi Campbell's boyfriend. So she may have been, you know, got shopping it. up there, shacking got up at ex Shaq's house. <laughs> um, uh, he, he raised Shaq's former pad and then rebuilt it. But oh my god! I know. Yes. Well, this is all really great information. Is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners about Star Island? Listeners who maybe like me aren't as familiar with uh, this place. It is a huge celebrity enclave, and um, J Lo and A Rod tend to um, flip their houses, their real estate investments. So maybe you'll see it back on the market in a year or six months. Who knows? Yeah. So keep your eye out. (laughs) Will do. And we'll have to check back in with you and, um, have you update us then. That sounds great. Uh, Claudine, thank you so much for coming on. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. on House Party, we like to update you on all the trends, all the hot things, and something that we've been hearing about more and more is a thing called cottagecore. Uh, I like how in the story we wrote about this, it's not a <laughs> it's not a diet and exercise regimen uh, with cottage cheese and pumping up your core. Um, oh God, that's I so actually st- thought it was more of like a portmanteau, like hardcore cottage. Is it? Oh, funny. It could be considered. Yeah, it could be considered going all in on cottage. Um, okay. Essentially, cottage core is a way of decorating your home in the way that a cottage would be decorated and embracing all of these things. Um, fireplaces, uh, cozy blankets warm cups of coffee uh you know even flowery wallpaper is is it sounding like something that you've heard before rachel yeah i'm gonna channel my inner eric gunther here (laughs) if he were here Uh i'm sure he would be rolling his eyes as well um this I'm sorry. This is just the same old trend with a a new name on it. This is shabby chic. This is grand millennial, which we've talked about before. This is Hoga. Hoga, the Scandinavian design trend of like being cozy, but also minimalist. Mm -hmm. Like, I, 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 I don't know. What do you think? 
it has rebranded itself to cottagecore. It kind of rose to prominence because, I mean, some people are saying it's because of Taylor Swift's new album, Folklore, uh, which is very much like a cozy, you know, very acoustic sounding. That you could just cut up in a blanket and listen to and you feel like you're in the woods and... That's like very much the vibe that she went for for this latest album. So um, I would say that she is the face of Cottagecore. (laughs) (laughs) I I have no words. Like what is, does that just mean like she likes cozy kind of dated looking things? I think so. Yeah. I mean, we did get a glimpse of her, um, (laughs) her apartment in the Taylor Swift documentary on Netflix. Do you remember well, again, I would not call that cottagecore. That was that like was, a yeah. acid trip. That was not cottagecore. That was like circus. <laughs> that was like acid a bad trip. dream. I don't know what that was, but that, yeah, yeah, anything but cozy. Yeah, that was not cottagecore. But she is like, she's into like England. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see her buy like a cottage in England. Um, I don't know. There are. <laughs> we also cover ways to get the look. Um, like I mentioned up at the top fireplaces flowered wallpaper botanical bedding botanical bedding a la laura ashley a la shabby chic <laughs> like shabby chic mm-hmm. laura ashley earthenware mugs farmhouse mm-hmm. pitchers mason, mason light jar lights like i thought we were past the mason jar phase i did didn't too. That, i mean that was so like at least five ten years ago right yeah mason yes <laughs> mason jars if there was one thing that i put on my absolutely not list for my wedding it was mason jar decor there was oh really there was no way see it's it's very cliche but yeah i guess we've talked to designers and and uh decorators and they've said that this is a trend happening right now not only because i guess taylor swift is sort of the face of it with her album, but um, also because of COVID-19 and people are looking for things that make them feel cozy and comfortable. But I don't know. It's not my thing. Um, It's not my thing either. And I don't necessarily know that I would call it like a new trend. I just feel like, as we've already said, I think it's a rebranded trend. It's, It's a thing on everyone's lips at this current juncture. I mean... I can get down with some of these things, though. Like, obviously, like, a fireplace. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, how is that cottagecore? It's like a fireplace is just an architectural feature that most homes have, Because you build a fire in it, and it's cozy. I don't know. Oh, excuse me. Um, Flowered wallpaper. I can get down with a flowered wallpaper. I've talked about that before. But I think just a house full of all these trends is, no, 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 way too much. I agree. Way too much. If you're interested in seeing more about uh, cottage core or what constitutes cottage core, <laughs> please click the link in the show notes and go to our story about it. Um, and then tell us what you think. Um, you can email us at podcast at realtor.com or you can find us on social media on Facebook or Instagram um, or Twitter. We're at House Party Pod and all of them. Moving on to our Making Moves segment. Uh, This is the segment where we talk about 
properties that we've talked about before, we give you a little update on, you know, maybe a house has sold. Maybe a house is now off the market. Uh, Update updates. Update. Making moves slash updates. (laughs) Last week, we gave you a ton of updates. There was a lot to go through. This week, uh, we have we have a decent-sized list. We have a um, few. Not too crazy, but we're going to start with um, our winner from last week, Bella Thorne. Uh, no, her house is not sold. Um, it's actually active again. So last week, it was pending. And this week, it's back to active with a lower listing price. It was listed for $2.55 million and it dropped to $2.499. So just a little shaving, just a just tiny a bit off the price. Yeah, just a scotch. Um, and my math is right there, right, Rachel? It's yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, your math is right this time. Um, yeah, and we don't know why that the house is active again. Um, again, two weeks ago, she was our winner for... Uh, selling it and by the way this is the house that we've talked about before on the podcast that is wild inside and out it is magenta colored on the outside and inside there's crazy decor but we had said that it seemed easy enough to change like mm-hmm. they were all kind of cosmetic things and uh we thought that maybe a buyer had seen that and you know agreed to take the plunge but now possibly they backed out we're not quite sure what happened But um, yeah, it's active again and cheaper. Maybe financing fell through. You know, maybe something was discovered upon the inspection that the that the buyer was not cool about. So, you know, maybe it was contingent on them selling their house. There's so many reasons why um, a house can go from pending to back on the market. So um, we will keep our eye on this one (laughs) as we have been. Uh, I know you're waiting with bated breath. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should change the segment to we'll keep an eye. Yeah, keeping an eye. <laughs> um, that sounds creepy. Yeah. Uh, another home that's off the market, weirdly, is the one that we just talked about last week, the uh, former sheriff's home in Missouri that had nine jail cells out back. This was the one that Natalie said was like her waking nightmare. Um <laughs> It was a viral sensation, and now it's just off the market. We don't know why. Perhaps a deal is imminent. Maybe something happened with the seller. Uh, I did reach out to the agent, um, but I have not heard back. So we will keep you posted with whatever we hear. Um, Just so you know, we are looking into these things so that we can circle back we're keeping our reporters hats on um and this one was really only on the market for not that long yeah that's why it's so kind of puzzling that it was just a blip went viral and then popped right off the market within the week so not sure what's happening there yeah but rachel has reached out so we will let you know (laughs) um and then finally a home previously owned by Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. Uh, they have a TV show, Very Cavallari. Kristen Cavallari, of course, was on Laguna Beach, the real the reality show, and Jay was a professional football player. Um, their house finally sold after two years, uh, but it sold at a massive loss. Like massive loss. Massive. It sold at fifty percent, right? Well, yes. The loss is more than the sales price. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, they listed it for seven point nine million in two thousand eighteen, and uh, it sold recently for three point seven million. So that's a four point two million dollar loss. Jay and Jay and Kristen have been undergoing a divorce. They announced their divorce um, a few months ago, and uh, I guess they just were like, "We need to get rid of this house. Just get it out of the portfolio. Get it." out of the yeah but hadn't it been on the market for a while because they have been our losers before and by the way this home is a massive estate in nashville tennessee yes um and we've talked about it a couple times before on the podcast and i believe they've it it, it took two years this took two years for them mm-hmm. to get rid of right it's it makes sense that they would want to accept perhaps this was their only offer. And so they were just like, you know what? We want to get this off the get plate. Get it out of here. Yeah. Before yeah. we start dividing things and dividing property. Because they, they own another home. Yeah. She has a, a boutique in Nashville. Um, yeah. And Jay recently posted on Instagram a, a Instagram story of uh, bringing some cows home. Like literal cows I mean yeah so I think he's sticking around the Nashville area back in May People Magazine reported that Kristen has agreed to purchase an estate in Nashville that estate had been on the market for nearly two years for just over uh, five million dollars the property has a main house and a second residence and I guess the I guess Kristen and Jay were sort of like staying switching off between the main house and the second residence so is it like that show uh what was that show with oliver hudson and jenna fisher splitting up together yeah i think that yeah that that sounds very similar like just kind of trying to make (laughs) it work sharing homes yeah it's like they watch that show and they're like okay we're this is what we're gonna do we can pull this off (laughs) yeah um in any case they sold their house they've been trying to sell forever for not that much money, or for much less than they paid for it, and much less than they wanted for it. Um, yeah, maybe the best thing for them was just to get rid of it. Anyway, that is, those are your updates for the week. Uh, this has been Making Moves, and we will keep our eye on things. <laughs> I, I take it back. Let's not change the name. Okay, fine. We'll keep it. <laughs> we'll keep Making Moves. Okay, it's time for winners and losers. This is our segment at the end of the episode where we discuss celebrities and the homes that they bought, sold, or rented. First up, we're going to start with our loser Thank so you. that we end on a happy note. And our loser is NBA star Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Russell Westbrook um, is trying to sell his home in Oklahoma. So he is... Uh, you know, famously played for a long time with the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, which is why he bought this massive mansion. Um, it's in. <laughs> You're like that's the only reason he would buy in Oklahoma. Well, it's in Edmond, Oklahoma, and he now plays for the Houston Rockets. So it's yes. it's quite it a makes commute sense that you, he would try to offload. Yeah. So anyway, Russell, in terms of real estate has been trying to sell his home in Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, he purchased the home in 2012 for $2 million, and it's currently listed for $1.3 million. Um, it's pending, so he yeah. got he got a bite, but he wanted to sell it for a lot more. Uh, 
He right. put it on the market in November of 2019 for 1.7 million. So less than he paid for. Um, I yeah. think at this point he's just trying to to move on, say bye bye. Yeah, yeah. Get it so out of here. Home's now pending, but he'll take a loss on it after trying to sell it for a long time. Um, <laughs> just a quick peek inside you can kind of see why I mean I don't know a whole lot about Edmond Oklahoma I guess Natalie you said it's about 15 miles outside Oklahoma City Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure about the comps for that area but the home itself is absolutely massive Um, and I just have to point out the staircase or the foyer 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 in this I say foyer you say foyer yeah well I'm southern I don't know um (laughs) If you are interested in seeing this, please click the link in the show notes and t- take a look at the photos because it's it ugly. Well, the staircase is it ugly. It's so much bigger and gaudier than the rest of the house. It's like this grand double staircase with this huge chandelier, marble floors, and then the rest of the house is a pretty modest. I mean, it's very nice. It's just a you know, standard kitchen with a really nice, I mean, not standard, like a beautiful kitchen with a nice uh, island. And it's, the house is just a lot more modest than this staircase would have you think. I mean, I wouldn't call the house modest, but I do understand what you're saying. Like in comparison to this very grand, what do you call this? It's not two story. It's a two, it's like a double staircase. A double wide staircase. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, I don't know. It's, it's so bad. It looks like, oh, you know what it looks like? Um, Titanic. Yes. Oh my God. It looks like the scene in Titanic. Yes. The final scene when Jack and Rose reunite after we learn that, you know, spoiler alert, that Jack has died. Rose is an old woman. Um, yeah. It, it does look like that staircase. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's very, it's very, uh, old looking. And then the rest of the house is very modern looking. So yeah. anyway, uh, perhaps, perhaps it was the staircase that threw people off for all, for two years. Um, yeah, well for taking a loss on his house, even for selling it, he's still taking a loss. Russell Westbrook is our loser of the week. Um, but that means that we get to move on to our winner. Uh, our winner this week is Vicki Gunvalson of Real Housewives of Orange County. Yeah, and even though I don't watch Housewives anymore, even I am familiar with Vicki and this house. This Coto de Casa. This was the heyday, I feel like, of Real Housewives when, I, I mean, I guess Real Housewives was still doing just fine without me watching. Mm-hmm. But um, I did watch um, Vicky back in the day around 2009, 2010. And uh, she was in this home in Cota de Casa. And it was... It's so Mediterranean. It's very... It was v- the, the definition of Tuscan decor. Yes. And we, Everything you know, was beige. We hammer this. We do, we shake our heads at Tuscan decor. It's just, I actually kind of love it because it's so of a time. Like it's, you know, heavy fixtures and dark wood. It's just so of a time, these homes. And Vicky actually was able to take her Tuscan monstrosity and she did a bunch of updates. Um, she's put it back on the market for $3.35 million, And, uh... It looks good. 
Yeah, and it's by the way, bad. she she bought it in two thousand and one for one point one million. Yeah. So it's on the market now for three point three five, and that's why she is our winner this week because she definitely stands to make a profit. Uh, she definitely seems to have upgraded the home with the times to make it look more modern. And yeah. there's no way she put $2 million worth of upgrades into this. So unless something goes very, very wrong for Vicky, she will make a profit on this place. I think so. I mean, that kitchen, there's great pendant lights over the island. She's updated. You know, it's I don't know if this is her decor or if she's had it staged, but it looks it's it's still you know it it is still in keeping with the house it, it is true to the house it's not like she staged it like mid-century modern to to you know it she's still the, the dining chairs are very heavy the table's very like dark wood no her decor sucks but the <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> actual upgrades she's made to it yeah i feel like are good like the kitchen yeah the kitchen's great fantastic um even the entryway fixtures like the yeah the fixtures and the molding and the paint and everything all those cosmetic changes that you should make before you sell like she's actually done those and then let's talk about the backyard which I know you love this pool it's there's I believe there's a water slide there's a a um there's rock formations there's it's like a lazy river Right, you said Lazy River, Grotto. Grotto vibes. Like, I want to be in that water. I want to be in that body of water right now. Me too. It's so, it's huge. The pool is huge. Uh, it's a huge, it's a great backyard if you have kids, if you want to entertain, if you love a water feature like Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she'll quite get her price though. Um, three Maybe point not. Three five. But I think she's done an excellent job updating this place. And um, yeah, hats off to For her. that, she's our winner. That's why she's our winner. Even though, I don't know. I don't like saying that Vicky's our winner. <laughs> For anyone who's watched the show or anyone who, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and that is it for House Party. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. And if you have a few moments, please scroll down, hit that five stars and write us a review. It helps people find us. Um, If you want to check out any of the stories that we discussed today, you can go to the show notes on your podcast app. We'll have it in the little the the show description. Um, There's links or you can go to realtor.com slash news. Or you can go to Google and type in the topic and Realtor.com and it should pop up. We would love to hear from you as well. If you want to email us, we're podcast at Realtor.com. That's singular, podcast at Realtor.com. Or you can find us on social media. We are we're everywhere. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter. And we are on Instagram. We're at House Party Pod on all three. So find us there. That's where we post a lot of the photos and the stories we've talked about and just generally have discussions. Um, Continue the, the chat. Yes. Thank you again for tuning in and we will catch you later. Bye. Bye.